It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group and serves you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland, with offices in Westchester and in Newark, Delaware as well. Check us out online at smartmoneyquestions.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Today's episode is about universal retirement truths. These are the things, the planning principles, if you will, that truly apply to everybody, regardless of who you are, how much money you have, when you're retiring, where you live in the area, doesn't matter. These are some of the universal retirement truths. And so, Matt, the very first one is that everybody is going to need an income plan. In some cases, someone's Social Security and pension might provide all the income they need, in which case the income plan still exists. It's just very simple. Other times, supplemental income is needed in addition to those other income streams. And in most cases, I think we could argue that there's probably not a pension in existence, especially these days. So you're going to need a more sophisticated income plan altogether. Regardless, again, universal retirement truth is there needs to be an income plan. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you are one of the fortunate ones where Social Security and you've got a healthy pension is going to take care of those income needs, the next thing from an income planning standpoint isn't that you need to have a withdrawal of your assets to meet an income need, but what about the taxation? Or do I have to take the money out, for instance, if it's in an IRA? If that's the case, and most of our clients are in that situation because the money sits in an IRA, then they have to look at, do I have a minimum distribution strategy? Oh my goodness, what in the world is that? Well, if every IRA, the IRS is gonna tell you at 70 and a half that you have to take the money out, then you have to invest accordingly so we can preserve as much of that IRA possibly for the next generation. Or in the event, Walter, as you said, you know, I've only got about 30% of my clients that have a I don't want to say a healthy pension, but they have a substantial pension. 70% are dealing with very, very small to no pension. So then Social Security becomes the pension. Social Security planning is extremely important. And then whatever they have accumulated over the course of time, how are we now going to distribute that to ourselves so we don't end up living with the kids in 20 years? You know, because the reality is retirement now is a 20 to 25 to a 30 year time frame. And so it's kind of like hiking. I remember hiking about five years ago. I went on a five mile hike with our neighbors. It was five miles. It took us seven hours. <laughs> so, and, and I remember them telling me that the first part about the first mile and three quarter was about straight up. Uh huh. And I thought that was going to be the most difficult part. The most difficult part ended up being the following three, four hours of nothing but downhill. Really? And when you think about your financial life and the need for an income plan is if I make mistakes when I'm in the distribution phase of my financial life, many times I can't recover. So the income plan is extremely important. So you have an understanding. Monies are placed in different places, different risks, different opportunities. So 
when I'm distributing and I'm 72, 75, 78, which quite frankly right now might be 15, 16, 17 years for you, is if you make a mistake at that point in time, you're not going back into a career to make it up. It's much different than when you're 40. So having a clear and understanding of the income plan, where the money's going to come from, what the income need is, is extremely important. Yeah. I like a two to four hour hike is, uh, that sounds pretty reasonable to my brain. Seven hours. Let me tell you something real quick about that, Walter. (laughs) My wife and I just completed about a month ago, the Spartan super race up in the blue, uh, blue mountain range, a ski range where we went up and down four double diamonds four times. It was a total of 10 miles. We had 30 obstacles and we completed that in just under seven hours. I'll tell you, it was the hardest thing that I've ever done. I felt like 75% of the time my heart was outside of my chest. But I can even say in that particular case, the downhill was always the most strenuous as we were going through little trails and it was a little muddy is because you really had to pay attention to where you were going to put your foot and it was just killing your quads. Well, goes back to the income plan is the same thing. If we make a mistake and man, I saw some people take some falls. I don't know how they got up is many times a financial mistake can't be made up. You can't get up from that. So again, I guess that was a little plug for the Spartan run and the fact that we did it, (laughs) but it goes back to the fact of the income plan is very important. My jaw's on the floor hearing you describe that. Uh, You can stop bragging now. Um, I was going to give you credit as saying, you're a pretty fit guy, Matt, but uh, you illustrated that perfectly, so I don't think anything else needs to be said. That is is impressive. Also, very cool, I know this isn't financially related here, but very cool race to go up a black diamond, but do it in the summer when there's no snow, right? So you're going up those really steep hills, though. That's that's unique, and it kind of sounds like a really cool race to be a part of. It is, and I'll tell you, we saw all shapes and sizes. Sure. Um, I'll go up and down once. I don't know if I want to do four times. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. That's it was something, cool. let me tell you. That's neat. You'll have to put some pictures on the website of the race at some point. That would be That would be neat to see. So everybody needs an income plan. Keep that in mind as a universal retirement truth. Another thing to keep in mind as another one of these truths has to be that everybody needs a plan to address long-term care issues. And people don't like talking about this stuff, Matt, but I think everybody you know, needs some sort of coverage here. Now, we're not necessarily saying traditional long-term care insurance, but need a plan for how those expenses can be addressed if it becomes a reality. There are alternatives that exist compared to the traditional insurance for long-term care, right? Exactly. There are those. And you know, the reality is everyone needs to at least understand and address it. I know we always think it's going to be somebody else. And it could be that your decision is to not address it. And that's your choice. We'll make certain recommendations if it's possible. And what's happening and what has been happening in the industry over the last 10, 12, 14 years is there have been these um, hybrid type of long-term care coverages, not the typical long-term care insurance. And quite frankly, I'm not a big proponent of that because historically they have shown us that they will always, either the premium is going up or the benefits are coming down to stay with the same premium. So when you're going back to the income plan, if I have to put into that a rising cost, 
just for that. Sometimes that can really blow up the income plan. But there's other ways that you can handle that. I just had a client in uh, yesterday and we were going over some in, some of their investments. And we're, we're administering these investments, but we don't actually manage them. And the reason why is because they have an account that they started back in the early 90s. And they've quite frankly, they've held on to these individual stock holdings and they have amassed a pretty substantial long-term capital gain. So from a tax perspective, doesn't make a lot of sense, even if we are looking to diversify to move that money. So what we did in their particular case is I said, my recommendation is that you're going to keep these accounts where they are. And in the event you have a care event is that that would be the time to sell, hopefully being that the silver lining in needing care is that they'll have qualifying medical deductions to reduce or eliminate or at least mitigate the taxation that's going to be due on those particular holdings. So it's just something that I think everyone needs to be aware of, take a look at. And even if the decision is to do nothing about it, at least you have started that educational process to understand it, because it's definitely one of the things that is going to continue to increase in price and be a, a constant in everyone's financial planning. This next universal retirement truth, Matt, is one that I think people try to do each and every single day, and nobody seems to be able to do it successfully, and that's the truth. Nobody can consistently time the stock market successfully, but they will certainly try. (laughs) Oh boy, will they. You know, Walter, you and I were just talking off the air, and I have been amazed, and and I've talked about this. I remember in 2012, I did a workshop called The Fiscal Cliff. If you remember at that point in time, we were going into the sequester, oh my God, beginning of Obamacare, the whole world's going to fall apart. And guess what? 13 ended up being a pretty good year in the market. Last year, for instance, we had the Brexit actually at the end of July. Oh my gosh, the whole world's falling apart, right? And what ends up happening? Three weeks later, we're hitting all-time highs. And I've seen so much advertising over the course of the last six to seven months of everyone and their brother is predicting the market is going to crash. And I had a client call me last week and she had gotten something. It had something to do with uh, Trump's going to change the whole dollar and it's going to be like Argentina or something like that. And I always want to caution people is if there is someone out there that can accurately and consistently predict the market timing is they have to be right not just once. They have to be right twice, Mm. which means they have to know exactly the time to get out and exactly the time to get back in. For instance, the Brexit last year. I had a client call me a couple days before. Oh my God, I got to go to cash. I got to go to cash. Got to go to cash. The Brexit's coming. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to recommend against that. Then what happened the day of the Brexit, right? The following day, boom, the Dow was down, I think, six, seven hundred points and called again. Want to go to cash? We instantly sent an email out. Remember, this is where the volatility can create opportunity. And we rebalanced. And then what happened? The market goes back up. The reality is no one knows when the next crash is coming or when the next correction. Let's don't even use the word crash. Let's use the word correction sure. or, or a 20% pullback in the market. No one knows when it's going to come and no one knows how long it's going to last. Is it going to come? I'm going to say yes. We just don't know when. Luckily, the person that sent me the information last week, she goes, I know you always tell me 
that you really look at what the person's agenda is. And this person is wanting me to buy their newsletter for $100 a month. I said, well, that tells you that's what's going on. <laughs> so I just caution everyone that the universal truth is, in my opinion, there isn't anyone out there that has shown consistently to predict market, what the market's going to do overall, or what different industries are going to do overall. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Nobody can consistently time the stock market successfully. Another universal retirement truth. Matt, I'll throw a fourth one here. Nobody knows how long they're going to live. That's a pretty irrefutable fact, at least at this point in time in our technological advancement. You know, maybe medicine and science gets there one day, but you know, for now, we don't know how long we're going to live. And therefore, it, it, that makes the planning process a little bit harder, I'd imagine. You know, it does. And especially when you have different types of pension involved or we have to look at one spouse passing away and doing income replacement I can speak firsthand with when my dad passed away that my mom's expenses did not go down 50%. Mm. But the reality is I was at a longevity conference last year in Kansas and there was a gentleman that was up there talking and he was going over what's happened with life expectancy over the course of the last 40 years. And interestingly enough, what he said was what we have seen is that the lifespan hasn't really increased. We don't have a lot of people living to be 150 or 140 or 130 years old. But what we have seen is an enormous push of the longevity factor of more people living into their mid to late 80s in a healthy state. So we don't know when we're going to go. Reality is a terminal illness could take us pretty quickly, a cancer or something like that. But when you're doing your planning, it's better to plan for a 20, 25, 30 year time frame of needing income when we're not working as being the part of the plan that's the most important. In the event there's a premature death, then we can add other things in there for that income replacement. But we don't know how long we're going to live. I always joke I have a class next week on that. The reality is I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but really take a look at the reality is longevity is here. And we want to make sure that that's built into the plan. Great points, Matt. And I'll slide one more here onto the pile of some of these universal retirement truths. And we could probably add to this list at some point in time, but this gives you a nice, neat and clean five different points to think about. And it has to do with inflation, that silent killer of financial plans. And the universal retirement truth is that if you just move to cash, and if you're just sitting there in cash for a long period of time, yes, I guess you're safe from the whims of the stock market, but you're not keeping up with inflation. And that's a whole other problem in and of its own. Inflation is really the silent killer of retirement if it's not addressed. And I understand that, and I, I hear this a lot when, when people come in, you know, I've worked all my life for this amount of money, and now they want to retract or they want to retreat from any type of loss or any type of volatility. And if we go back to what we were just talking about with longevity is if I am planning to be alive in retirement for 25 years, 25 years ago is what, 1992? Yep. So if I had put all of my money into CDs and let's say I was laddering CDs, sometimes I'll, I'll hear that approach is what's happening to my money over that 25 year period of time more than likely is the interest I was earning isn't after paying tax on that 
is not going to not only keep up with inflation, but keep up with my necessary expenses as they expand with inflation as well. So the reality is, in my opinion, we should have monies in equity positions, not all of it, but some of it to help us outpace inflation because historically the market in general has always shown us, even when you go back into the late 70s, when inflation was at a very, very high rate, is the market was outperforming inflation. And so we don't want to have all of our money safe and we don't want to have all of our money in equities. We want to have a good blend and then we're going to blend that, how much equity and how much bond or fixed income or CDs we have is going to be based on how much money we need to be pulling out of that, factoring in inflation, meaning we're going to be continually taking more. So it's definitely something that needs to be looked at, goes all the way back to the first thing we spoke about, which is developing an income plan. And then how do we place the assets that we have? We look at the income sources we have to make sure that we are outpacing inflation during that retirement year or years. Yeah, and these are all important things to keep in mind. So with given these universal retirement truths, Matt, uh, what do I as an individual investor, saver, and planter need to take away from today's podcast? How can I kind of embody the information that you've given today and, and put it to good use? Well, what I would tell you is to really sit down and ask yourself the question, when am I looking to retire? When I retire, what are going to be my income sources? And then if that doesn't meet my need, and just to let you know, I usually factor in a 3% inflationary factor with whatever that income need is. And then where are my investments? Where am I going to place them to be able to fill the gap that is created between my guaranteed income sources of Social Security and my income need? And then there's all other things that we look at. We look at where the money's placed at from a tax perspective. What's the distribution percentage needed and the taxation on when those monies come to me? If all of your money is in an IRA or in that qualified retirement status, sometimes people can be pretty amazed. You know, you thought you might only, I got a million dollars in there. You're not recognizing the fact that a quarter of a million of that belongs to Uncle Sam mm -hmm. and he's going to get his money. So that can increase my withdrawal ratio. So those are the things that, you know, that we do. We go through the discovery and the design process with the people that come into our office to help them really understand all of those aspects. And really, we embody the universal truths because we know they're there and it's always part of our planning. Well, if you would like to have a review of your financial plan, if you've uh, never come in for a meeting with Matt Hausman and the team at Old Security Group, or if you have come in in the past, maybe you're even a current client, but you haven't maybe reviewed things in a while, you haven't called Matt back when he's called for your quarterly or annual or, uh, you know, just to, to catch up and have a review of your situation. Maybe some things in your life have changed and you haven't come back in for a review of those plans. It's probably a good time to remind you to do that. Make sure you take advantage of that service and that ability to reconnect with Matt. So whether it's the first time or whether you're looking to come back in, reach out to Matt Hausman at 610-719-3003. Have these kinds of conversations, but about your particular situation. 610-719-3003. Or you can just get in touch through the website as well, smartmoneyquestions.com. Again, that's smartmoneyquestions.com. 
Com. You can subscribe to each and every podcast by just going to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and every time a new one is posted, you'll be alerted to that fact. Again, smartmoneyquestions.com, where you can find the links for making all of those selections. On the next podcast, we're going to talk about you, some of your questions about the financial world. We call it our mailbag edition of Smart Money Questions, or purely the smart money questions that we get from folks like you. So we'll answer some of your questions coming up on the next podcast of Smart Money Questions. Look forward to talking with you then.